Welcome to the Choosing Simple Podcast. I am your host, Amy Fuel, and I am a homesteading wife, mama, author, entrepreneur, homemaker, and today we are talking about something I think could be a little controversial, but I really hope that you might be able to see my side of things and most homesteaders side of things. So thanks for joining us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and let's get started. Okay, so today's topic, I am titling it The Biggest Lie. Um, And the secondary part of that title is that the biggest lie is when people say, I can't afford to homestead. Now, let me preface this. I feel like I constantly have to preface all of my podcasts just to cover all my bases. If you are poor, (laughs) you know, and a lot of people are, but if you are truly, truly poor, then I want you to consider that this might not pertain to you. Okay. But the reality is that most people listening to this podcast are not truly poor. Okay. You're listening to it on a fancy schmancy smartphone or that super duper high speed internet or, you know, whatever. We have this lie, especially in America, that we can't afford to homestead and therefore we don't do it. The reality is that most of us can afford to homestead, but we don't have to do it all at one time. Okay. So, when when we first got started homesteading, we only started with herbalism and chickens. Chickens don't cost that much. Okay, and I'm not talking about having a warehouse full of chickens, like 100,000 chickens. No, I'm talking about having 6 to 12 chickens in your backyard with a chicken coop and you feed them. And, and if you don't feed them, you, you, you forage them, okay? I obviously know that there are different scenarios. So we have this broad range of homesteader, okay? We have the people um, that are living in apartments that are wanting to homestead, but they can't afford more land. Uh, And then we have the broader range of people that are on land or have bought more land, but think they also cannot afford to homestead. So let's just go through this, okay? Let's start with the people who live in an apartment with no space to homestead. So a lot of people living in that situation are thinking, well, I can't afford to homestead because I can't afford to buy a property or I can't afford to buy a new house with, you know, even just a half acre. I can't afford that. And that might be true. Okay. Um, it might be true that your credit is bad or you alone can't purchase a new property, um, or, or whatever that that's a very real thing. Okay. But it's still not a true statement, okay? Um, The reality is that there are a lot of community gardens popping up all over the place. You can start a community garden. Most people who live in apartments are typically in a town uh, or a rural town. Um, Or a lot of people can afford a one-acre plot of land that's near their apartment or nearby their home that they could homestead on. 
depending on the state, you can find a one acre plot of land for as low as five to $10,000. For a lot of people, that's less than a new car. Okay, so just, just think about that right now. Five to $10,000 is less of a payment than a brand new car. Okay, even a nicely used car. All right, so you could literally grow your own food, everything that you would ever need on an acre of untouched land. You could grow a half acre garden and on the other half acre, you could grow chickens for eggs, meat birds for meat. You could even put a pig in a um, stall like setting and a compost setting and grow an, your own pig. You could literally, I'm not even kidding. You can even have goats. You could have a garden, you could have your meat and you could have your dairy all on that one acre. Okay. So let's just consider that for a second. Now there are people who are like, well, I can't even afford the five to $10,000 mark. And I'm driving around an old beat up truck that is about to lose its hubcaps, you know, still for you, it is possible. There are plenty of open spaces near most people, near most towns that are not being used. You have to get over your ego. You have to get over your shyness and go up to that, that property owner and say, Hey, would you mind if I put a garden on your property or if I put some chickens on your property? Normally they're older people who would love for you to do that. It used to be a, a banging farm and it just hasn't been anymore. And they would love for you to do that because they would love to see their land be put into good use again. So those are some options to just keep in mind. And if you can't do any of those, you absolutely can grow in containers on your back porch or on your patio or whatever. Now, there are the few people who don't have a patio or a back porch and live in an apartment. Um, that's another scenario where you would have to literally, you know, find land nearby. So the second part of that is um, people who have land or have recently bought land or who rent a home with, you know, a certain amount of land, even if it's only a quarter acre, I consider that land. So their mindset is often, well, I can't afford chickens. I can't afford to build a chicken coop. I can't afford, you know, livestock. And in some cases that could be partially true. If, if you're looking into dairy animals, getting good quality dairy animals is expensive. Um, that's something that you have to work towards. Okay. But homesteading in general is not unattainable at all. Um, we recently bartered for some chicken coops. You can barter. Bartering is amazing. And a lot of people are up for bartering nowadays. Um, but if we hadn't bartered, the chicken coop that we bartered for only cost about $250 to build. And it is a um, foraging, a pasture raising system. And with some two by fours and wire and some PVC pipe, um, they made us a, a, a chicken coop, a tractor, a chicken tractor. We could have done it ourselves, but time is money and we didn't have the time. Um, so for as little as $250, you could have a super big chicken coop in your backyard. If you can't afford the $250, you don't have to do it all at one time, by the way. Um, 
you can barter for it. Find somebody who can afford it and you have something that they want and barter for it. Um, chickens are a dime a dozen. <laughs> you can find chickens for as low as $10 a bird. Okay. Um, and still some people are like, well, that would be, you know, $50 for five chickens. Guys, do you go to Starbucks? Do you eat at McDonald's? Do you do frivolous things? Okay. And see, this is where this whole thing comes into play. Homesteading isn't something that you just do, okay? It's not something that you just get. Homesteading is a lifestyle. So in order to afford homesteading, your lifestyle has to change. So if you're going to Starbucks every day and spending $5 on a cup of coffee that you can make at home for 10 cents, do that. If you are paying for the highest amount of um, cell phone coverage that you can get, but you don't really need it or you don't really use it, get rid of it. You don't have to get rid of your cell phone, but you can lessen your cell phone coverage bill. You could go to a plan like Straight Talk. We have Straight Talk. This is not sponsored by them. Um, I pay $35 a month for my cell phone. I bought the cell phone. I bought the SIM card for the phone. And I literally pay $35 a month for my cell phone. Do you have 20,000 TV channels? And you don't need all of those TV channels. Actually, you really don't even need TV. In today's world, if you have internet and YouTube, you are set. We have um, TV only because we have to, because it's actually cheaper, believe it or not, um, for us to have the internet and TV and phone together. And I remember saying to the lady that, um, we don't need TV. We don't watch TV. So why am I paying for it? And she's like, well, the sad reality is that it's a lot cheaper to just pay for the TV and internet and phone together than it is to pay for internet alone. So we do have it. We just have local channels. Um, I would encourage you to still try to get your bill down. Uh, because we had a super high bill and I continued to call them and continued to say, listen, we're going to cancel if you don't get our bill down. And um, they ended up, you know, figuring out a way for us to to get our bill down. So definitely try to do that. Um, there are things that you are buying at the grocery store that you don't have to buy um, that costs a lot more than maybe something else that you could buy. Um, there, see what I mean? There are just there are decisions that you are making every single day that you could either get rid of, lessen, or change. A few years ago, well, the last recession, big recession that we had, it would have been in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, when it affected us. We had a brand new baby and a brand new mortgage and multiple car payments, cell phone bills, you know, satellite TV, internet, phone bill, all that stuff. We were truly in a financial state of distress. Okay. Um, we weren't homesteading yet, but we made decisions that we had to make. We got rid of our cell phones. Both of us, we literally had no cell phones at all. So we were old school in it, like the 1990s. 
I didn't talk to him until he got home at night, and he didn't talk to me until he got home at night. He didn't call me 20 times a day like he does now. You know, we didn't have cell phones to get on to take pictures of everybody and share them on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. We did have the computer. We did have internet. Um, we, the reason for that was because we wanted something like Netflix or Hulu, which was only, you know, back then it was only five or $6 a month. And so we did pay for internet. I think it was like $50 a month and, um, a streaming service. Back then YouTube was not as popular as it is now. And, uh, we, we got rid of stuff. We, we just shucked everything, got rid of it and, lessened our bill load so that we could just afford to make our mortgage payment. So that actually taught us and prepared us for homesteading. Um, thankfully, we were able to go through the recession and come out on top of it, which was really nice. Unfortunately, we came out of it with a lot of credit card debt because we had to use the credit card for a lot of things. Um, but going through that taught us how important it was to get rid of things that we don't use regularly or to get rid of things that we don't need. This is the homesteading mindset as well. The homesteading mindset is that I'm going to live a simple life. And that simple life might mean you don't have the best of the best in order to afford homesteading. And what you're going to find is that you far enjoy that simple living more than the modern living that you were living before. It's easy for us to think, well, I can't get rid of things I don't need because this is my life. I, I always say to my husband, my oldest son has this possession issue, um, he is very possessive of things, things that are his. If you, if you accidentally break it or you even touch it in a way that he feels like could be disrespectful, he gets very, very upset. Um, I was like that when I was a kid. If you, if I lost something that I had a sentimental attachment to for whatever reason. And it could have been as simple as, oh, grandma gave me that. And it wasn't even something I really liked. But if I lost it, I would cry. <laughs> I would get very, very emotional. We are like that with things, even as adults. We get very attached to our phone, our TV, our internet. We get very attached to our luxuries. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. If my mom listens to this, she'll be like, oh my gosh, Amy, you know, when I was growing up, we weren't rich and, and we weren't like bone poor, but we were not wealthy at all, but we could go to McDonald's, <laughs> but, but we could buy those, fro that frozen food, you know, those Stouffer's things that cost a lot of money when we could have just bought elbow macaroni, a block of cheese and, and eaten off of that for three days. You know, um, we, we made decisions on items that cost way more than necessary because it was convenient to us. Well, homesteading isn't about convenience. Homesteading is about living a more self-sufficient life. 
Homesteading is about feeding yourself and your family. And you can't put a price on that. Okay. It's a lot of work. And yes, if you do it a certain way, it can be very expensive. I sat down one day and actually tried to figure out how much it costs us to get chickens and rabbits and all that. But we got some fancy things, you know, during that time. But if I were to do a simple chicken, chicken coop, rabbits, rabbit hutches. Okay. Just very simple. So there are two egg and meat sources right there or one egg and two meat sources. It would, it could cost me about $300, $400 maybe to get it all set in place. Now you're like, well, there you go. I don't have $400. Well, no, we didn't do it all at one time, but let's just say you eat at McDonald's. I'm not even going to say McDonald's anymore. Let's just say you eat out twice a week. You're on the road. It's easier to grab something to eat on the road than it is to make your lunch or your kids are screaming at you on a Friday night and you order pizza. Okay. You're halfway to a hundred depending on your family size. You could be over a hundred dollars that week. Um, in four weeks you could have an entire chicken and rabbit set up. <laughs> okay. Just, just think of it like that. So I'm not trying to offend anybody and I know people are going to get offended, but, but I laugh because we've been there. Okay. We were the people who ate out multiple times a week and said we couldn't afford something. Okay. We were the people who, who did these things. And then when a recession hit and we truly couldn't afford stuff, we realized how ridiculous we were for saying that because then we were in a place where we couldn't afford it. And we, we thought we needed this stuff and we realized we didn't. And so we are happy that we went through that. Um, so that it prepared us for now. It prepared us for homesteading. It prepared us for living a simple life. And it has made us available to make wiser decisions financially. So I want to challenge you when you have that thought that you can't afford homesteading. I want you to write down everything you buy for a month. Everything. Every single bill you have, everything you buy, all of your groceries. Separate it into the things that you could live without or the things that you could lessen bills on. For example, you don't need the highest LTE internet on your phone. You know what I mean? Um, you don't need five different streaming apps. Guys, I know people get really, really touchy about their TV, but you don't need Netflix and Hulu and cable and YouTube Red and everything else. You don't need all of those things. Um, when we got rid of Netflix, I was a little upset because I there were a lot of things on there that I watched that I couldn't get anywhere else. But after about a week, I didn't even think about it. To be honest with you, I don't even have time to watch TV. But before the baby came, I did have more time to watch TV. Um, so I don't even think about it. You And that's the thing. Your mind just, it adapts. And that's the other thing. You adapt. When you have money tied up into homesteading as an investment, your paycheck, your workload adapts 
to what you think is most important. So if homesteading and taking care of your family is most important to you, then the other stuff will adapt. Homesteading won't adapt. The other stuff will adapt. And it'll come naturally. And that's the thing. Is homesteading a priority to you? Maybe you're thinking about it. Maybe maybe you're using the excuse that you can't afford homesteading because you don't really actually want to just yet. You don't really actually want to homestead yet. And you know what? That's okay too. That's really okay to not want to homestead right now. But we have to stop using the biggest lie that we can't afford it. When the simple fact is that most of us could. Why do you think homesteading was so popular way back in the day? It wasn't because they could afford it. It was because it was the only way of life for them. It was how they had food on the dinner table at night. It was how they made a living. You can still live like that. I'm not saying we have to go back to the 1800s, though, in my last podcast or the one before that. I'm not skeptical. I mean, I sure, I could go back to the 1800s. I do like my modern amenities. But what I'm saying is, if I had to go without modern amenities, we could. Homesteading is freedom. Literally, homesteading is freedom. You are not attached to a device. You are not attached to a TV. You are not attached to bills that you couldn't otherwise afford. You're not attached to things. You're attached to life. And life is attached to you. It's when you wake up in the morning, hot or cold or rainy or snowing or even sunshine, and you go and you tend to your homestead, even if it's a mile away from you, if you live in an apartment, you get your hands dirty, you become a steward of the earth, and something inside of you clicks and you think, okay, this is worth it. But if you don't yet homestead, that might be hard for you to understand. And I get it. I've been there. But it's something that we do need to understand. There's a reason that so many people are turning to homesteading during uncertain times. And I wish that they didn't turn to homesteading just during the uncertain times. And for the ones that are turning into it now, I hope that they stick with it. Because this homesteading lifestyle means more than just growing your own food. Someone asked me, is homesteading just growing a garden and livestock? And I responded to her, no, it's not. When I hear the word homestead, I hear the word freedom. Freedom from a broken food system. Freedom from a broken financial system. A broken government. A broken health system. I'm working on a podcast right now called Render to Caesar What is Caesar's and God What is God's. And in that podcast, we're going to talk about how freedom happens 
when we realize that we are our own people and we are not oppressed by government, even if we live in an oppress under an oppressive government. But that's for a different podcast for a different day. But when I hear homestead, I hear freedom. When I hear someone say, well, I'm starting a homestead, I hear, oh, I'm taking back my freedom. Freedom from a bill, freedom from unnecessary loudness. And you'll make it work in whatever way you can. So whether that looks like having pots on your patio or buying a half acre or acre plot up the road from your apartment. Maybe it looks like going in on land with friends. Maybe it looks like you already have land and you need to get started. We all have our different challenges when we start homesteading, but we all have to have the same mindset that we can do this and it doesn't have to all be done at one time, but the purpose of doing it is greater than the financial cost. Greater meaning more important and that we can do this even with just a $5 bill. We can do this as long as we make the commitment to live the homesteading lifestyle instead of just doing homesteading. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully it didn't ruffle too many feathers. Thank you for joining me again for, for our weekly podcast. I really enjoy doing these. It's so much easier for me to get information out there and just talk out my thoughts instead of typing them out. That takes forever on the blog. But if you're looking for more information, like in-depth information, recipes, uh, stuff about, you know, chicken keeping and raising livestock and raising a family, you can check out my website, thefuelhomestead.com. I will link all of that in the description below. We also have a YouTube channel and Facebook and Instagram that you can follow us. I hope that you'll join me next week for the Choosing Simple podcast. I think next week we'll probably dive into that Caesar um, podcast, but I've been waiting for God to really, he's really been dealing with my heart on that and we'll talk more about it later, but Thank you for joining us and until next time, don't forget to choose simple.